Oromov. They made him a general. He sees himself as the next Iron Man of Russia, which is why our political analysts rule him out. He doesn't fit the profile of a traitor. Are these the same analysts who said the Golden Eye couldn't exist? Who said the helicopter posed no immediate threat and wasn't worth following? You don't like me, Bond. You don't like my methods. You think I'm an accountant, a bean counter, more interested in my numbers and your instincts. The thought had occurred to me. Good. Because I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War, whose boyish charms, though wasted on me, obviously appeal to that young woman I sent out to evaluate you. Point taken. Not quite, 007. If you think for one moment I don't have the balls to send a man out to die, your instincts are dead wrong. I've no compunction about sending you to your death. But I won't do it on a whim, even with your cavalier attitude towards life. That was M, played by Judi Dench, putting James Bond, Pierce Brosnan, in his place in 1995's GoldenEye. Even Bond has to progress, and so too must the other spies and superheroes of the movie world. One such spy and superhero, the longest-serving female Avenger, finally gets her own big movie in Marvel's latest release, Black Widow, this week's review. We don't know what we're doing, we're just talking about films, and films are better than people. I'm Lawrence, and Sam is in this one, he just didn't do the intro. Seems your hunch was right, 007. It's too bad the evil queen of numbers wouldn't let you play it. You were saying? No, no, I was just, uh, just, um... Good. Because if I want sarcasm, Mr. Tanner, I'll talk to my children. Thank you very much. Good evening, 007. Good evening, um... Prime Minister's waiting for an update. Proceed with your briefing, Mr. Tanner. Right, this week we watched... Black Widow, and Sam's going to tell you the plot. Black Widow takes place just after the events of Avengers Civil War, released in 2016. Black Widow, real name Natasha Romanoff, is on the run from General Ross. In hiding, she receives a package from her estranged sister, Yelena. After Black Widow is attacked by Taskmaster, a mysterious foe with mimicking powers, she heads to Budapest to find Yelena and deal with her dark past. Or, as a haiku, on the run, midquill. Avengers past to avenge. Family matters. Hmm. There must be somewhere on the internet where there are loads of Avengers haikus. That You'd think there'd be some obsessive fan out there seeking to chronicle almost every part of the Marvel Universe with a haiku. But maybe that's something in the market that we need to tap. Yeah, I mean, if you think there's been about 200 films and TV shows by now. <laughs> so think of all the multiple haikus you could do for them, all the characters you could do. Yeah. We could inscribe them on on like bits of parchment and sell them on Etsy. You gotta get that geeky twee money. there's a market in there. Yeah. Geeky and twee is actually two of the words I'd use for Avengers. Oh yeah? Yeah. Why why twee? Just because it is I mean, that's their sense of humour, isn't it? It's a bit twee, it's a bit sardonic. Yeah, it is a, bit a little silly. Bit. Yeah, I think it's amazing someone hasn't come up with Marvel haikus before. Uh, maybe we could release it as a like Christmas book or like a toilet book or something. Yeah, yeah yours will be the first of many. <laughs> okay, uh, let's listen to a clip. Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes and a lot of enemies. He controls the Red Room. They're manipulated, fully conscious, but no choices. I should have come back for you. 
How many others are there? Enough. I'm um, sorry I put you through this, uh, watching another Marvel film. I'm sorry I put myself through this. <laughs> I had high hopes. I didn't. When I, 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 I had hopes. I, I, I thought the trailer looked all right. I was hoping for something, anything. But I feel like I'm more and more going back time and time again. To this franchise and being just disappointed over and over. Wow, I was so bored. Were you bored? I was so unbelievably bored. Oh, I wasn't bored. I don't think that's an emotion I describe when watching Black Widow. I just felt a little bit at a loss about why we were getting a film or why they decided to make a film with this character. And ultimately, putting so many forgettable scenes and cliched characters together, along with all the other sort of Marvel mush of, as we mentioned, that sort of twee, slightly annoying humour, the explaining the plot very, very quickly so you don't have to stop to think about it and realise all the holes in it. Or how similar it is to all of the others, or how the set pieces are all similar. All similar, yeah. Yeah, that's something I noticed actually this time, I felt... It was almost like a patchwork of other Avengers films put into one. Yeah. Well, I can tell you why. It's uh, because they really care about getting some good representation for women out there. That's why I think it is. That's a that's a lie. That's not why. <laughs> we know that. Uh, a few years ago, there was a leaked email that was basically one of the Marvel uh, higher-ups, Ike Pearl... Uh, sending an email to another higher up called Michael Linton and just listing several female-led superhero movies that bombed uh, and didn't make any money and which nobody liked. And it was entitled Female Movies. And it began, as we discussed on the phone, below are just a few examples. There are more. So we don't really know what the phone call was about, but it was probably something along the lines of we don't want to make any female-led superhero movies because they don't make any money. But then some of them did make money. Uh, so they were just like, oh yeah, now, now we're going to get on board uh, with Black Widow, I think. Yeah, I'm not a huge expert of the pre-production process behind Black Widow or even other Avengers films. But the character seems to have been treated really badly because she first appeared in Iron Man 2 and... yeah. There's always been this clamour or this idea that she would get her own film, but they took ages. And obviously it feels a little bit longer now because this film should have been released a year ago, I yep. think, but due to the pandemic. But yeah, all these other characters within the Avengers universe, even Ant-Man, even Ant-Man <laughs> got a film. He got two films! Got two films before Black Widow. He got Black two Widow. films, they're both rubbish. And yeah, you know, I mean, maybe they were looking for the right director or maybe they were writing for the, waiting for the right script to come along, but... She got treated really badly. I've, I and I I really think this could be a character that they could have developed a lot better and just made her more distinctive and memorable. I'm not a big Marvel fan at all by any means, but I I just think whenever Black Widow would be in a film that I would be watching, I would just feel wow they've they've really let you down. Which I suppose is maybe a good reason to give her her own movie so they can flesh her out and show her character. But after two hours of a Black Widow movie, I'm sorry to report, 
that I still don't have any sense of who she is. That's bad. That's really bad. If I'm if I'm walking out of a film called, you know, Black Widow, and I still really couldn't tell you very much about Black Widow's personality, then that's really bad. I mean, and it's and it's weird because it, it almost feels like she didn't despite being the main character and despite being on screen all the time, it almost felt like she didn't get enough screen time. But of course she she did. But it's just that she was just fighting all the time, or just like moving the plot along, like really, really quickly. There was no, there was no time really spent on getting to know her and establishing like a real character that I gave a shit about. I mean, she she told us she said at the beginning, like I like being alone, and then at another point in the movie, she says like I've got I've got a family. Um, but she just kept telling us. She she told us that. You know, we never saw it. We never felt it. I, I, At least I never did. That's just part of the whole experience of watching such lazy, boring filmmaking. Yeah, I mean, they we, we do go into her backstory. So we do see her surrogate family because the film opens in a flashback sequence where uh, her dad, played by uh, David Harbour, and her mum, played by Rachel Weisz. Yeah. They... They're, they're, they're like an undercover Russian family in the United States, and Alexei manages to steal some S.H.I.E.L.D. intel, which they then escape back to Russia from. And then obviously over the course of the film, those characters reunite, which is fine to sort of give a bit of backstory. But the problem is, is that you're then introducing three new characters, and you get less development with <laughs> Natasha. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we did get a bit of development at that in that opening scene, I suppose, where a young Natasha... She's listening to Don McLean's uh, American Pie, and they're driving past a bunch of white houses, and then a baseball game, America's Great Sport. And I think they were trying to tell us that she likes being in America, and she wants to be an American. I mean, I was moaning in the last episode about being slapped with a wet fish of a clunky metaphor, but wow, that was that was quite impressive. Having a uh, a a girl starry-eyed looking at a baseball game while, while American Pie starts playing as, as a way of telling you, oh, she doesn't really want to be in horrible Russia anymore. She wants to stay here in the land of the free. I mean, Avengers films never set out to be subtle. Would be nice if they tried. But, but they've, they've, they've managed to achieve some level of nuance before or some level some something interesting in the past i mean a, l- a lot of the early ones i think did something right there there not, are a few n- not nuance though come on like <sighs> i mean they made oh, big well, entertaining very accessible superhero films that felt... packed the multiplexes but but iron man felt fresh at the time wasn't that robert downey jr like he brought the freshness it's not mar it's not marvel as a a stable. No, it's not. not. It wasn't a creative. No, I think it, I think it was John behind the scenes. It was John Favreau. It was John it was Favreau Downey Jr. and doing Robert whatever Jr. they wanted on set. Yeah, and they created this. Yeah, this monolithic character that you know is one of the most famous of all time now. And you have moments like that in the franchise, but mostly it's been squeezed out of it. I mean, over the the more that they do them the more that any chance of that kind of personality gets gets squeezed out. There's a kind of mulchy feeling. Like, you're getting basically just a lot of stuff chucked into a blender, like, spun around and, and sort of 
dumped on your plate and it doesn't really taste of anything and I, and I guess that's maybe because we just see so much of this stuff happening over and over and over like it the sense of humor it's the same it's it's self-referential and meta and then like with them talking about her superhero pose and then it's like a bit goofy with like her estranged father but like that's just the same as I've been watching for the last 12 years and it's never it's never developed I've never seen anything different from that but if it ain't broke why fix it because I, I essentially I mean, the, you... essentially the Avengers films are a conveyor belt they're homogenous all they're there for is to make money I don't think Kevin Feige who's obviously the, the big boss behind it all I don't think he wants to see creativity I don't think he wants to see originality I think from time to time you get a, a filmmaker that comes along that perhaps could bring their own ideas could perhaps bring their own style I mean the famous one was obviously Taika Waititi when he came to make Full Ragnarok and everybody thought oh this is going to be a Taika Waititi spin on a Marvel film that sounded great before the film and then in the film itself there's maybe four or five scenes which has the feel of Taika Waititi apart from that it's just the same old Marvel nonsense yeah pretty much or um like Edgar Wright dropped out of Ant-Man and he dropped out of Ant-Man because I think it was pretty clear because Edgar Wright's too much of an auteur. He wanted to make an Edgar Wright film, and they just said, no, you can't edit like this. You can't make action like this. You can't have a sense of humour like this. You can't use music like this. I think it's, it's pretty clear that, you know, he's so distinctive, and, and when they said, when they said you can't do this, he said, well, I don't want to do the film then. On, on the directors, I haven't seen any of the directors' previous films. Uh, yeah, Kate Shortland, she did uh, Law from 2012 and Berlin Syndrome from 2017, and I haven't either. So I don't really want to comment on her style, because there might be things that she brings to those first two films that she also produces in um, in Black Widow. But generally, I mean, again, it's just got that same feel. One of the other problems with this, uh, Black Widow keeps on surviving things that real humans just shouldn't survive. It's beyond pastiche now. Yeah. I think almost everything... I mean, she's one of the only Avengers without superpowers. But she's indestructible. Nothing hurts her. We're, so, we're shown, after she's had a fight with Yelena, which is probably the best bit of the film, you see her bruising... It's like, oh, okay, so she can she can get hurt, but she survives about three car crashes. <laughs> she survives falling down a building at least twice. It's not just a car crash, is it? It's like the the car has an has an explosive arrow go underneath it, detonate it. The car flies up in the air in a, a thing of flame, rolls over a bunch of times and crunches, goes down some stairs into a subway, and then they just like kick open the door, cough a little bit, and like, oh, oh, we've got to get out of here. It's just like, I know we're supposed to suspend our disbelief to a certain extent, but there are limits. No, but that is a fundamental problem with the character. Because if you see her in all these films, if you see her survive all these ridiculous events, and then with this film, it's like, well, why should I care? Am I, am I you know, is she ever really in peril? Is, is she ever really going to be damaged? Because we know that for she's technically human, but she walks around and fights people like a superhero. Yeah, it's ridiculous. She has no weakness, really. The the action is okay. I mean, like you said, you mentioned there's one fight between her and yeah, Florence Pugh. In Budapest, yeah, when they first meet. Yeah, I thought it's pretty well choreographed. The unfortunate thing is that they have been, again, we're starting to have a bit of a problem with it because I think this is the, it's the same style of action that was going on in Captain America The Winter Soldier. It's not quite as polished as the Captain America films, but it's all right. But that's like one action scene. The rest of them are pretty rubbish. I mean, there's this Taskmaster, who's like this kind of hench 
person who can mimic the styles of of the Avengers, and she has a few fights with uh, the Taskmaster. That, to me, just almost became representative of the state of the series, uh, where they're just, instead of coming up with something new, they're just rehashing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I would have really liked them to work out an interesting villain with his or her own fighting style to come and fight Natasha, but no, they just decide to bring in a character who just copies everyone else's moves. I guess maybe the fan base will enjoy that. They can write on Reddit about which stance is from which hero and how this is taken from this part of that film or something, and they can start one of their corkboard drawings. I'm not going to start getting at the fans now, because I'm going to get at them at the end. You know, Taskmaster, just bad idea. Um, I did kind of enjoy the there's an ending action scene, which which involves a kind of skydiving. Uh, but then I kind of realised that most Marvel films have this kind of thing of uh, fighting while falling through the sky or something, you know, being on a structure that's suspended in the air that ends up falling. And you It was like fall. I was watching Age of Ultron again. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I or, feel like I saw that or, in, or in Winter, another... Or Winter Soldier. Yeah, or the uh, Endgame Part 1. Um, or I'm pretty sure, I, I mean, I see Ant-Man jump through the air and, and, and land on things uh, when he's, like, micro-ant-sized quite a lot. I mean, it's just... Oh, God, it's just but the this same. Is the problem, because there's been so many films, they all seem like each other. And I don't know, mate, again, like, I don't know whether we are the wrong people to be talking about this film, because we are not big Marvel fans. But every time I go see a new one, I'm just looking for an ounce of originality, and I, and I never get it. And it's, but it's everything. It's not just the overall feel and tone of the film. It's the sound effects. It's the music. It's the script. They're all just, just as Taskmaster does. They're all mimicking each other. They're all mimicking previous films. It's horrible. I mean, it's horrible. Of, of course, with it. Of course, with the people to go and see it. I mean, first of all, I mean, we, I mean, we're paying customers. I mean, we're sitting. We're sitting in the cinema. We we love films. We're here to experience something. I mean, our take is is, is as valid as anyone else's, unless this is really just being now made for the fans that this is this is to completely become a religious cult and you you you're you're not allowed in unless you swear loyalty to Kevin Feige and then every film that he bestows upon us you're supposed to worship and say oh it's all part of the a beautiful pattern that will come out one day i, I our, our take is, is as legitimate as anyone else's i think so, i mean i did i did think that even though like maybe it took away from black widow i think uh you know i did enjoy watching david harbour i thought he was he was like funny in in certain bits bit of a problem with his character though i mean it was like uh at the beginning he was like a caring father and then when he came out of prison when they broke him out of prison sort of years later he well they all speak like, English to one another they all speak English in a Russian oh, maximum just... security prison oh maybe I don't know nitpicking a bit maybe that's a, that's a nitpick but that just a touch a little bit annoying. it's odd I mean he sort of came out and said oh I was so bored in Ohio with you all and it's like that doesn't fit with who you established him at the beginning I guess they kind of felt like well they need a bit of tension or growth with this character so let's just crowbar something in where he, like, actually is a bit of a bad dad, even though we represented him as a good dad earlier on. And then by the end, he can be a good dad again. I guess that worked. I guess I guess they just couldn't... Maybe it was, like, five o'clock on a Friday or something, and they felt like they needed to 
add something else in about him. Uh, but he was funny, like in the bits he was in. Yeah, he's an excellent actor. Uh, I always enjoy when he pops up in TV series or films. Uh, I think he's almost like a scene stealer in a way. He was in this. Uh, Florence Pugh, I think, is always great. She, she's she's a great uh, actor, I think. I want to see more of her. Rachel Weiss, similarly. Always good to see her. I think she, she fit this the role of the, the matriarch and a scientist very, very well. Ray Winston, on the other hand... I'm not sure he worked quite as well. I mean, he gave it he gave it a best doing kind of what Ray Winston does. Yeah, I, I thought it's one of the most forgettable and just vacuous Marvel villains I've, I've seen. Uh, I, I mean, Ray Winston accents aren't his strong suit. He's a brilliant actor, but I'm not quite sure why he's been cast in this. It felt completely wrong. I mean, he's not really helped with the script. He feels like very 2D. To be honest, it's weird that they did this thing about like the whole plot is we want to go after this guy and kill him, but they didn't really build up his character very much. I didn't, I didn't feel like they spent enough time letting us get to know him, letting us get to hate him or see him as a real menace. He was, he was used so sparingly that they were chasing after this guy for vengeance. I mean, that was, again, another example of I'm not sure why I should care. Yeah, it's a shame that they populate this film with so many good actors and ultimately it's just such a letdown. Yeah, his accent, uh, yeah, not great. Uh, Did have a problem of slipping into Cockney a few times. Other bits, for, for a film that was trying to kind of rebalance the whole issues that we had with Black Widow, I thought there were a few too many, like, bum shots, like, that got it got a little bit lechy at certain times. I don't know if that's me being nitpicky, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of like a ca- an issue with the camera or an issue with the frame. I don't think that's intentional, to be honest. You don't think? Well, no, I mean, yeah, I'm not quite sure why they was, at this point, try to sexualise it, to be honest. It seems a bit really strange. Maybe they just don't learn. Maybe they don't ever really learn the lesson, they, or they don't really know how to develop her. This is a character who, I mean, we know, like, some of about her past by the end, but again... I still don't know really who she is. I mean, they sort of, they, they keep on saying she's got a dark past and she's done dark things. They don't really make me feel her her guilt. They sort of told me that she had guilt about something she'd done in the past, but then it turned out that she didn't actually do that thing. So that sort of made it kind of null and void. So I didn't really get, again, why she keeps on trying to find some kind of absolution for bad things, because I, I never feel that, that we've really properly established what she's done that's so bad. Yeah, I guess as well, the problem with the character is that obviously everyone knows that she dies in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, that's So there probably isn't a huge issue. amount of effort or desire to really develop this character knowing that this is going to be her only standalone film. But that was what they were supposed to do with this film. I mean, that was the idea. And actually, I don't really get the sense that they did... I think you're right. I don't think they did really want to develop this character or do very very much with this character. I feel like they made this film because they sort of felt like they had to and it was easy and they just chucked together the same old mulch, the lazy stuff. I sort of feel like with Black Widow, I almost feel like nearly at the end of my Marvel journey. I'm just not really sure why I'm here anymore. I feel that... I am the target audience. I've been a fan of superhero films and superheroes in general for as long as I can remember, but I don't really feel connected to this fan base anymore. I think Marvel has turned into a cult. I don't I think the fan base and the people making the the films 
seem less and less interested in quality or craft and just seem to be more like collectors, uh, obsessing over watching every single thing, drawing a line between each one of them, and ultimately the, the point of the Marvel fan base now seems to be endlessly predicting, endlessly trying to outdo Marvel, endlessly trying to, to, trying to create you know, YouTube videos with red circles around them pointing out where this thing, it means that this thing is going to happen. And I just don't know what, I just don't know what happened to people that really wanted something with style, something with creativity, something that was trying to say something, something that was trying to communicate a feeling or an idea. If you, if you have a character that you're passionate about, that, that you love, a film adaptation should be trying to show in the medium of film uh, why this character is interesting or, and what this character kind of makes you feel but this these these films just don't do that anymore these films do become uh, a convey about and i don't know how much longer they're going to keep on getting away with this i don't know how much longer they're going to keep on getting a pass i don't know how much longer i can really be bothered to turn up to these things I'm almost out of excuses for it. Black Widow did not change this trend. Black Widow just continued it. It didn't do anything for superhero films, didn't do anything for women in films. I mean, there's a rough analogy here about the the way that, that um, women are exploited in in media, but I think it's it's lost under the multi-marvelness. It's a really, really boring experience. Yeah, I think you touched on one of the more interesting aspects of the film, which is this idea of like uh, women trafficking, which is obviously still a huge problem around the world. The the villain in the film, Dracov, you could see as some sort of like big sex trafficker, really, and he uses mind control on his on his women. So yeah, I guess that's kind of the one aspect that okay, you could sort of relate to the real world. I mean, the Black Widow isn't as bad as a lot of the films that. DC have made so I don't really want to I don't think it's obviously healthy to compare and contrast the the two because you know they're they're films in their own right but I can think of at least two or three films that Black Widow is better than and yeah I think the 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 cast is perfectly fine but they don't really utilize them I just think this is really disappointing to see such a lazy and flawed effort at a character they could have made really really strong I feel like I've seen this Avengers film from around 2011 or 2012, whatever, was coming out around then. It doesn't develop the the Marvel genre. As you say, it doesn't really develop the character as well. And if I was a fan of the character, if I really liked Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, I'd be really disappointed. I think we find out very little about her. I think we find out very little about her character. It's almost this idea or this attitude of, right, it's done. We know that character dies in a few films time so we've given them what they wanted you know we there were a lot of people who wanted a black widow film there just have it it's just another marvel film which is ultimately forgettable that people will go see they tick all the boxes for what fans would want to see in a marvel film and it just smacks of a lack of craft a a lack of originality and yeah just a huge letdown big films can be good superhero films can be good and i think that big films can do better than what Marvel is putting out. And I really, really hope that we get to see an example of this really, really soon. You know, I've got my eye on a few things this year, 
as maybe being a hope for something like big and entertaining that might end up being a good example of that. Watch this space. Are you are you about done with Marvel films now, or do you think? I mean, this sounds like this sounds quite arrogant and just a bit pointless to say, but I was sort of done with Marvel films about five or six years ago. <laughs> but it's, it doesn't even longer than that, to be honest. I mean, I think ever since the first Avengers film. It did feel like they were just making the same film again and again, and they were all just homogenous. But again, like me saying, "Oh, I was bored of it." Like, I mean, that doesn't—I don't think that means particularly anything, to be honest. I mean, because obviously the bean counters at uh, Disney don't care that you know there are probably people a bit fed up because all these films make huge amounts of money, and there doesn't need to be a demand for originality when all these films are so like financially successful. Yeah. And there is the things that there is a consistency to them. And if you are going to make however many films, and there have been a lot of them now, you need consistency. And that's how you make a good product. And ultimately, it is a good product what Marvel have made. I mean, Scorsese famously said that Marvel films are like amusement parks. I'm not quite there, but I'm pretty close. One thing's for sure. I'm done running from my past. If you like this, then you should watch The Old Guard from 2020. If you like Black Widow, then I have no idea why you're still listening to this, because I may have personally insulted you in the preceding review. But if you are still here, then I'm not going to recommend a Marvel or a DC film, because they're either A, rubbish, B, too similar, or C, too similar and rubbish. But okay, let's say you saw Black Widow and, ugh, enjoyed it. I mean, you'd like a recommendation of something similar, something light, an action-packed, fantastical thrill ride with a butt-kicking woman at the centre of it in a genre that woefully underrepresents the gender, then I do have one for you. It's on Netflix, it's called The Old Guard. Kick back and watch this fun, modern action sci-fi. Andy, played by Charlie Theron, is the leader of a team of vigilante soldiers dedicated to making the world a better place. The twist? Andy used to be called Andromaca of Scythia, and her and her team are immortals that can regenerate and heal from any damage. After several thousand years, the mission is starting to get old, but Andy hasn't got time to worry about that right now, as an evil and powerful pharmaceutical boss is on their trail, trying to take their gifts for his own gain. So you good guys or bad guys? Depends on the century. So we really never die. Just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop burning. (laughs) Throughout history, we've protected this world, fighting in the shadows. But it's nearly impossible to disappear in the world we live in today. They're going to lock us up and weaponize us. But they've never faced an army like ours. An army of five. Shit, let's start a band. The concept of the Old Guard has been explored elsewhere, but it works exceptionally well here. Like Black Widow, there's a relatively simple concept at the bottom of it. It's just heightened. It's explained well, the effects look great, and there's a good surrogate for the audience in a new recruit played by young up-and-comer Kiki Lane. It might not penetrate too deep, but there is philosophy here. Do humans and humanity get better over time? What effect does the good we do really have on the world, and is it worth it? But the concept is strengthened by the relationships of the immortals. If you enjoyed Black Widow's family element, it's here too, but maybe not quite the same. 
The Immortals are like a family, some lovers, some siblings, and some a bit ambiguous. They're believable, and whilst it's a bit more po-faced than the family in Black Widow, it's watchable in a different way. Their relationships play into the action of the film, with the Immortals fighting in tandem with one another, bouncing enemies between one another like a lethal game of frisbee. Makes sense if you've been trained to kill with the same people for a century or ten. The action's good, well choreographed with a lot going on and it all looks polished. Everyone looks comfortable, especially Ferron, who's always a great casting choice in an action role. She's wonderful in this. Warriors that have trained for hundreds, sometimes thousands of years, are masters of every conceivable style of fighting. So you have the weird blending of very modern-looking, efficient gunplay with a barbarian's axe to the face, and that's a combo that gets the thumbs up from me. It's not a masterpiece, but The Old Guard is a well-realised sci-fi concept with slick action and a great cast, and it at least feels like its own thing. Make a few more of these, I say, but don't make them for eternity. And if you didn't like this, then watch Aliens from 1986. Because my god, if you're sick of the way that Marvel is doing everything, throw it up in the air, different genre, different period, different feel, different galaxy, it's the action sci-fi horror classic, Aliens. Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, is a sort of trucker of the future, which is to say she's a trucker in space, or at least she used to be, until her whole crew was killed by an unexpected passenger, a xenomorph. It's an alien killing machine with acid blood that's hatched from a human's chest, and Ripley was hoping to never see one again. Unfortunately, the planet the xenomorph was found on has become a colony of humans. Ripley reluctantly agrees to return to the planet with a team of marines to make sure the menace is exterminated once and for all. Just tell me one thing, Burke. You're going out there to destroy them, right? Not to study, not to bring back, but to wipe them out. That's the plan. All right, people, on the ready line. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. There's movement all over the place. Five meters, man. Four. Aliens is a lot of genres, but it certainly is an action classic. Made in the supposed golden age of American action movies, iconic heroes dispensing violent justice with a bloody pun or two, rippling muscles, idiosyncratic accents, macho-ness defined. And yet, Ellen Ripley is a woman. Yes, if you like Black Widow because it felt like, finally, there was another gender getting a fair shake of the whip, well, then Ripley was machine-gunning her name in the annals of movie history when Natasha Romanoff was barely in diapers. Ripley is, of course, tough, even ruthless when she has to be, but she's not like the offensively written, bikini-clad ice queens that you usually run into in action movies. She's driven by a real, understandable trauma of running into a soulless killing machine. She has rage, fear paranoia, yet she's also caring. Her relationship with a young orphan Newt is compassionate and maternal. Her interest in a marine, Hicks, played by Michael Bean, is clearly flirtatious and there's a mutual attraction. She definitely has a sexuality. In short, she's a real human being, with emotions and feelings about things other than what's going on in the plot, and although I'm a man and cannot speak with supreme authority on what women want when they see themselves in movies, a good starting point has always been real human beings, which tend to make good characters. And of course, the villain in the film is a woman too, the monstrous queen alien, a sort of demonic perversion of matriarchy and motherhood that shadows Ripley's own femininity. 
If you were looking for a top action sci-fi, this still stands up, even though it was made in 1986. The xenomorphs are wonderfully designed, terrifying and gruesome nightmare fuel, slinking like snakes, screeching and swarming like vermin, but pouncing and powerful as tigers. The build-up is tense, followed by big, visceral scraps, full of iconic moments. But also, Alien stands as a testament to that most hallowed of movie gems, a good sequel, one of the greatest. But even more rare than that, Aliens is a sequel made as something different. The first Alien film is a claustrophobic horror. The sequel keeps horror elements, but is an action thriller. It finds a way to be faithful to the original and keep its key elements while evolving it, trying something fresh, something creative. So if I could give Marvel a bit of Aliens-related advice, it'd be dip its collective head into this strange-looking egg from the 80s, see what attaches, and then see what bursts out a short while later. Thank you so much for listening to Films Are Better Than People. Be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now so you never miss an episode. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts and SoundCloud. And don't forget to come follow us on Twitter at Films Are Better and like us on Facebook.com forward slash Films Are Better.